Hello and welcome to the New North Podcast, where we investigate the unique sounds and perspectives of exploratory musicians. My name is Joe O'Connor, and I'm a member of New North's Artistic Committee, along with Andy Butler and Carmen Gaffray. New North is a platform. New North is a platform for musicians who push boundaries in their areas of practice. This podcast is a companion to our concert series, which celebrates the amazing work of musicians and sound artists, both established and emerging, who make and present work on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Head to newnorthmusic.online for information about upcoming events, links to recordings from previous concerts, and information about our Emerging Artists Commission. You can also like New North on Facebook and follow new underscore north underscore music on Instagram for regular updates about our activities, including our upcoming workshop, which is called What Do You Do When There Are No Rules? An introduction to improvisation, which will be led by Michael McNabb. And that's on July the 2nd from 10.30am to 1pm. In this episode, I'm talking to saxophonist Flora Carbo and electronic musician Eight Hundreds about a new work that they presented at our concert, Foreign Intimate, just a little while back. We covered all sorts of territory relating to Flora's music practice and um, also Aton's electronic music practice, which has been developing in a slightly different direction in recent years. And I think it's a really interesting discussion, which I'm happy to share with you. Hi, Flora and Aton. Thanks for joining me to talk about your recent performance at New North at our concert, Foreign Intimate. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's uh, it's my pleasure. So you presented a piece called Besides Just Besides, which combined acoustic saxophone, modular synthesizer, and video as well. Um, And it was really a multimedia work that um, you described as being um, generated out of feedback loops and and various other concerns. Um, We'll talk about the work a little later, but before doing that, I'd just like to ask um, you some individual questions about where your practice is at the moment and what your interests are. I might start with you, Flora. So uh, your background is as a jazz saxophonist. That's your training, I suppose. Um, But over the last few years, I've sort of noticed your work drifting into um, some different areas and and drawing from um, other types of music and other traditions. Um, Is this something that you feel like is a gradual evolution of your approach or is it something that's more like a deliberate shift? Mm. That's a really good question. Um, I think that at the moment I'm sort of noticing inspirations that I feel like have always been there, but now I'm just acknowledging them because like, for example, I just spent the weekend at a folk festival Mm. and I grew up on folk festivals and I feel very inspired at the moment by sort of trad music, like Mm. old time music and Irish music, Scottish music, and just kind of the energy in the community around that. And I think that's always been there, but it just, it hasn't been until like the lockdowns and recently that I've kind of gone, oh, I would like this to be in my life. I'd like this to be mm. in my musical life. Mm. And I'd like to, I find it really inspiring. Yeah. And, and, and do, yeah. You th- do you think um, it's because, um, you know, we all ended up without the, the normal community that we have, that mm. it, it maybe showed you that, that um, yeah. know, what was missing or something? Yeah, and I definitely felt that I, th- I sort of, I guess as a as a musician pre-COVID, I think I was kind of in a little bit of a, like a rolling sort of, 
uh, flows of like, this is what I do. I go do it. And then I yeah. do the next one and then I do the next one and do the next one. And then yeah. having that break really kind of allowed me to kind of go, well, what do I actually want to do? Mm. What am I actually finding inspiring? And now I'm not just moving to, from one thing to the next. I've got time to think about, yeah, what, what I actually want to make and what, and what, what I want to listen to, what I want to mm. work on. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I think that yeah. was really, really beneficial for me. I really mm. enjoyed that process. And yeah, I think I just also get really excited about new communities and, and meeting people. So I think that that's kind of part of my inspiration of like finding different scenes and different sounds through, you know, every genre. Cause mm. I, I love hearing about, like, I love learning about different processes and different scenes mm. about music making and community and everything around that. So yeah. I think that's part of it at the moment. That yeah. I, yeah. And have there been particular um, musical discoveries or influences that have come out of that, you know, kind of looking around you? Mm. Well, I guess I sort of, yeah, really connected to that site, that like folk music scene, I suppose, like the specific. Mm. But then also another thing that became apparent was a little bit earlier was sort of connecting to lyrics and like mm. the sound of voices in music. Mm. Cause yeah. And I suppose that's a big feature of, um, of your Freak's album. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and sort of thinking about the, like, the indiv individuality of musicians and how it's so clear in someone's voice, like, who they are. Mm. And I think that sometimes in, in what we're taught through university and in what we, I don't know, maybe where we find ourselves sometimes as jazz musicians... Well, I didn't connect to that side of it as strongly, I feel. So I had to, I found that sort of through outside influence, I think. Mm. Like listening to Joni and going, well, like that's an yeah. individual style that's really, really strong. Like you can tell straight away. Or, you know, and I think I sort of like strive for that in what I do. In, mm. Like even through any sort of genre, it's like you can... Yeah, it'd be really individual. Mm. I think that's kind of what drew, drew me to that kind of style. Like, thinking about, like, the voice and its, yeah, uniqueness. Mm. Mm. And I suppose as a saxophonist as well, you know, it can be such a um, vocal and an expressive instrument. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, but coming from a jazz point of view, I suppose, mm. one, one of the other things that is... Um, that you have to contend with is that there are just all of these towering figures of that tradition that tend to get... Um, held up you know with almost um, saint-like status mm. and um, and I'm sure it's a challenge to try to overcome and extricate yourself from those influences and mm. actually sort of find your own um, voice within that sort of um, yeah. way of thinking you know is that something that you feel like you've you've managed to do yet or is it uh, just a constant sort of I don't know searching? I think that when you play saxophone you have those associate like those because of course, I'm very inspired by saxophone players and mm. and have been for a very long time. And that's still definitely like a huge part of who I am and what I do. And and I still connect to that really strongly. Mm. Um, but, yeah. It doesn't have to be everything you do. <laughs> it's though, not every... Yeah, yeah, I think that like... I think that I've always been pretty stubborn <laughs> in like going through uni, like kind of... Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I've just been like, no, I'd like, I like this, this, 
thing. I like this sound. No, this mm. is what I'd like to do next. And yeah. I think that I went to, like, because I studied at the James Morrison Academy and it was very playing focused and it was very, like, open-minded and everyone was super encouraging and warm and it was a small community of people. Mm. And I think that that was a really good place because any any sort of step you took in any direction was totally encouraged and supported by mm. the teachers, by the students, everybody. Mm. It was really like an encouraging place to kind of work out what to do next. Like, mm. cause you, you had, you felt really supported to try things, mm. which I found really inspiring. And it was, wasn't what I expected to, to sort of, um, mm. you know, learn from being in that place. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 Do you ever have, find any tension, um, between, um, the work you do, which is maybe more explicitly in the jazz world or something like what you presented at Munich, mm. which is um, certainly related to, to that way of thinking, but is definitely not bound by you know, mm. expectations and mm-hmm. maybe the, the sort of performance practices you might um, yeah. fall back on in the jazz band. True. I don't know. I don't, I sort of don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at Working out if there's tensions. <laughs> maybe I like tension. I think that's an advantage. <laughs> but maybe I like. Maybe I like. Like I feel like I like that. Ver the the very the variation. I like. Mm. I like the. The contrasting, like aspects of of the things that we get to do. Mm. Like I love. <laughs> yeah, I just love the extremes. Maybe that's maybe that's yeah. what it is. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because I you yeah. know I. I often sort of felt that there is actually a tension there in my work that you know, yeah okay or at least there's a perception um that when you um are a jazz musician and work in the jazz world people make assumptions about everything that you do mm. you know or, or begin to listen to everything that you do through the lens through of the lens. Oh, well they're a jazz musician yeah. mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i think that can be challenging actually in, a, mm. in an art scene where not every part of the art scene thinks of jazz and makes a, a direct association yeah. with mm. being cutting edge or being really kind of um you know creative with your practice yeah and true interrogating mm. assumptions and all of those things um yeah I've, I've sometimes felt you know some level of pushback yeah you know? interesting mm. yeah um, yeah but if you're not experiencing that that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find it because I, I find I, th- I feel like I've always sort of struggled to sort of define what it is that I do like I find it really hard to kind of think about genre or think about I'd sort of try not I know that I'm a jazz musician and what I play what I play is inherently coming from that my training as a jazz musician and Mm. the you know connected to the everything in this you know Australian jazz scene and the traditions of jazz Mm. that we learn from Mm. and just the way of playing music the way we think about music comes from jazz the way I connect, you know, mm. Aitan knows this because mm. <laughs> he's from a very different, mm. very different background of music, mm. which I just find really exciting because it's so, yeah, it's so different. Mm. And, but, so I think that those processes are definitely very jazz. Mm. And, but I think that like when I listen to jazz musicians, I don't necessarily think I'm listening to jazz now. I'm like, I'm listening to Joe O'Connor, mm. you know, I'm listening to someone as, as, as their voice. And it's mm. like, I know that. Joe is inspired by so many other things mm. as well. And I find it really, really exciting that we can kind of listen in that way. I don't know. Mm. I, I think that's what I've always liked to try and think like. like mm. Yeah. Mm. Don't, yeah. Know. don't know yeah. if that's very clear. 
Yeah, and actually, I, I, um, I, that actually leads into this next question, which I, I, is, you know, collaboration seems to be a really important part of what mm. you're doing, you know, in, in your career, all the different things that you're doing. <laughs> um, what draws you to that particular type of making work? Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to be too self-deprecating, but I think it's because <laughs> I'm not very good at making music by myself. <laughs> I, I find it really hard to be inspired. I think I'm very extroverted sure. in every aspect of, of who I am. <laughs> right. And I think that I really enjoy, yeah, like working with people whose energies, like I just feel very inspired by. Hmm. And I think that that's just how I've sort of always felt like Hmm. from growing up I feel like growing up I got into music because well my brother was playing music for one Hmm. um, and I could connect to that through him as well Hmm. and then also very early on I found some like really strong connections with people through my school and through other projects and things that we started doing outside of school Hmm. and then bringing different communities of people together was just the most exciting thing for me I was like oh my god I went to jazz camp and I met these people yeah. and they're just like me and we love jazz <laughs> and getting so excited and, and being able to sort of share that enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. I find really just kind of, um, I find that's when I can be my best. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm working on it. I feel like I, I really, I set myself a goal this year. It's like, I'd like to work out what, I can do by myself. Like, what can mm. I, what can I, yeah. I want to work on, like, through honours, I had a, had a goal of practising a solo practice concept, mm. but at the moment, I'm kind of, you know, I've got ideas and projects with people, and I work mm. on that, but mm. then I, I'm not sure what exactly it is that I'm working on for myself, so yeah. that's it's, kind of part of it. Yeah, it's tricky. Mm. You know, solo playing is, um, yeah, yeah you, you really... You can't, yeah, you can't draw that energy from other people. And so you need to sort of find a, a different type of energy, I think, mm. you know, within yourself, you know, um, and a different type of headspace, you know, I think you sort of have to plan and filter things in a slightly different way when you're mm. not, um, you know, when, when you don't have the, the, the space a lot of the time to just let go and listen and stop playing for a while and mm. chill out, you know, mm. um, it's yeah. True. Well, I look forward to hearing what comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah. see. You know, I've already started back into post-COVID chaos of yeah. not having any time to think about anything. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows? But yeah. um, that's the that's the you know that's the overall goal, I guess. But, sure. Oh well. I yeah. look forward to it. Um. Uh, so, Atom. Mm. Um. Flora's already mentioned that you know you're coming from a very mm. different place in terms of of your background. So yeah. you know you have totally. a yeah, sound practice, but also mm. um, uh, visual art practice, making mm. making video and dance as well, yeah. and um, um, you know, and, and various other creative things mm. in your mm. work life as well. You studied linguistics, mm. you worked as a graphic designer as well. Yeah, lots of different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think yeah, it's funny because I think yeah, for me, it's kind of just like it's like amor- amorphic or something. You know, mm. it's just trying to like what can I, what does what I, what I wanted to do or what it allows me to achieve what I want to yeah. do sort of thing, you know, mm. like it's, I just have a certain interest and then that kind of tumbles toward mm. one thing, you know, mm. if I was making, you know, when I was studying visual arts, um, yeah, I got slowly interested in music and 
uh, sorry, slowly interested in dance. Um, and so that just led me to be like, oh, well, I should just follow this. I should just, you know, go. And I studied some dance um, and some, some, um, and some like dance notations and different things to kind of, and uh, to kind of learn. And yeah, it's just, just my curiosity has just always led me to one thing and the next. And, mm. and like, mm-hmm. yeah, now here I am, you know. As a jazz musician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah collaborating with, with Flora. And, Playing and, at the jazz level. Yeah, and, and I think that's so oh, funny, like that, you know, talking about tension sometimes, like, it's just like, okay, yeah, I just feel like, I'm just like kind of entered through the back door and I'm just like, all right, everyone, like, cool. Like, let's, yeah, jazz, like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I, I think what was nice, I think the first time Flora and I played with what, with like Maddie and Isaac, yeah. Flora was like, no, nah, I don't need you to be a jazz musician. Like, you're here not to be a jazz musician and like, mm. just follow your instinct. And I think that's really helped me kind of guide that. Yeah. Um, mm. And is that um, the rest is... Silence? Is no, group, we or? had we had a pro we had a residency at Uptown Jazz Cafe mm. called Emergence. It was a, it was mm. a, a residency we got a grant for to support the, the creation of a new work over mm. six a six month sort of residency, mm. and so um, there was four of us doing that. So I had I had created a new project using my old friends, of course, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, Atard. Yeah. And so it was the idea was that it was a fluorocarbo trio jazz mm. Uptown mm. Jazz Cafe, yeah, and then. Aton, yeah, um, getting in there, making it all weird. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is fun. I mean, and and, a, and an interesting environment to kind of mm. yeah to to kind of jump into. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and do you find that um, uh, you know, all of these different practices, are you doing them all the time, or will you all you have like you know maybe an area where you all the time where you really lean into sound art or video art or yeah, it's definitely like it's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely been a thing of like certain things have taken more presence or taken more um, fo- energy. Um, so yeah, some things like dance and linguistics have kind of uh, sh- like gone to the, the the outer fringes, let's say, of my of my practice mm. because music's become quite a big music and sound mm. has become such a big part. But in the same way, it all just still feels like one lineage. Like it all still feels mm. like it's. It, it's like oh obviously i had to learn that to you know i had to study linguistics to understand you know dance or things like that um yeah. you know, or the other way around so. yeah yeah and and um you know just reading the way that you've described your practice mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the um it seems like the body and bodily awareness is such an important part of how you're yeah. approaching all of those different totally. um approaches and i did mm-hmm. actually want to ask you about some of those things because you have a, a very precise and mm. um uh and um very conceptual way mm. talking about your practice yeah yeah um and um uh yeah kind of like to tease yeah. that <laughs> yeah i think that's a, yeah i think that's i think it's my training as a, as a visual artist like yes. going through yeah. vca um you know the the sculpture program there mm. sculpture and spatial practice it was very like heavily conceptual heavily like cerebral approach mm. to making but i think through that yeah through that way it allowed uh, it kind of gave me a, a kind of language or a way to conceptualize what i'm doing mm. and, and maybe that's what helped me see a kind of um lateral uh connections between my work like between mm. different ways of doing things yeah, yeah between different ways of doing yeah things. It's, it's interesting i think it's one of the things that that you know speaking of training in jazz which we with which we both have um in common to some extent um i think that um 
uh, one of the things that jazz schools generally do very, very badly mm. is give students a conceptual language for talking about mm. music outside of um, outside of tradition. So mm. it, it often feels to me like the, the education um, leans very heavily on the tradition and craft mm. as a way of making music. But if you ask someone to say, well, what's your music doing? What are you trying to do? Um, mm. Are there sort of bigger concepts that you're using to visualize how mm. different people are relating to each other or those sorts of things? Yeah. A lot, I think a lot of jazz students, if you, if you ask them to push a little deeper in that way, they'll be like, um, the, uh, well, it swings. I don't know if you feel the same way. Mm. Um, like, yeah, it swings. <laughs> <laughs> it does and it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. It's interesting. Because sure. I think, yeah, I mean, because I think the kind of practice that we learned in visual art, there, there wasn't that. There is a tradition and a history, but it's not in the same way that not in the same way that there is a craft. I think mm. to yeah. the kind of jazz that we, if you're going through university, it's not like you know we never learnt technical. You know, uh, this is key elements to making or to performing or to playing in mm. jazz. It was what are you doing? You have to always constantly justifying why you're there yeah. and what yeah. you're, what yeah. it is in the way that you're yeah. connecting. Yeah, so, so some of the things that, that you have um, described in your practice are mm. things like um, repetition of bodily rhythms and the mm. way that they might create a, a framework for experiencing mm. um, things in your life, the environment, mm. filtering sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, would you like to talk about that at all? Sure, yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, hear this. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think for, for me it's always started like, you know, well, thinking about like dance and movement as a kind of core to to interacting with the world, you know, walking and, and all these actions or ha like habits that we kind mm. of do, I think um, has always been central to my thinking. Um, and I guess, yeah, in that way, there's always, there's just always repetition and, and, and always kind of habits i mean for want of a better word but like all you know rhythms like circadian mm. rhythms or things that you kind of always find yourself coming back to or mm. certain things that you do that yeah you loop back around and you know or you start the next day and, and you have certain things and mm. and I, I think it is in that way i mean i don't know if this is you know but it's in that way that kind of i started to find sound through that movement and through that um mm through that approach or that investigation because it was like oh well this repetition of an of a movement has a kind of rhythm and has mm. a flow and a, and a and possibly a sound um mm. with it um, yeah and and you know reading some of these descriptions of, of your practice something that came to mind as well mm. you know um was the way that it, say if i go walking i often mm. find that a, a really um um a really active time in mm. terms of imagination you know and I, I haven't been doing a lot of um uh composing in a way um where i try to conceptualize an idea and then just write it down these days but mm. when i was working a little bit more in, in those days um i'd often come across a compositional block or something that i couldn't work through um and uh, you know i'd go for a walk mm. and then i'd be like oh that's what i should do yeah <laughs> you know? yeah there's something about the um the the way that those those rhythms that you're talking about also mm. um, seem to become a spark or a um, 
uh, an instigator of creative thought. That, totally. You know, and I think that might even be a, some, something that, that Deleuze touches on at some point in time as well, yeah. that, that sort of um, totally. connection between movement and, mm. um, um, and, and creativity. Mm. Totally. I, and I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think like Plato used to do um, lectures walking. Oh, right. mm. I think it's called like peripatetic walking or peripatetic peripatetic thinking and um that was always of interest to me because one of my lecturers uh, during visual arts was very into walking and like Mm. walking as practice and Mm. there's like a big history of visual artists Mm. and performance artists walking or you know Mm. doing that simple action as a as a way to think or to investigate yeah, and coincidentally, Flora has walking in some of her exactly. recent yes. yeah, exactly. yeah. field recordings. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm very inspired by that as well. Mm, mm. I love yeah. it. Yeah. What was the album called that you released maybe last year, which had those field recordings? and um, that, that, record, that album was Arthur's Walks, a uh, little EP. Yeah. Right, yeah. And yes, yeah. those pieces sort of didn't start from walking. They kind of, I kind of used walking as a through line to connect them all together and to mm. sort of craft the overall concept mm. of the thing. But I definitely came to it later and I was like, oh, yes, no, this is, that's definitely the through line between all yeah. these pieces. Like, I, yeah, my inspiration usually is live music mm. for working out what I want to practice, what I want to write, what I want to. Mm-hmm. just going to see musicians and creatives doing creative things like it's mm. just the most inspiring thing for me and also being in a space where you've got that focus for it mm. but then didn't have that for a couple mm. of years and so I found that I yeah felt most inspired when I was outside walking yeah. and mm. moving so you're not you know sitting at your laptop th- thinking about something else you're actually mm. like actually present mm. and yeah and you're listening to sound <laughs> which mm. is yeah being present and listening to sound is my yeah the only way yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah it's funny i ended up doing something kind of similar with a, a piece that i've coming up um, cool. as well where I, I don't actually know if it's going to make an appearance but the idea was that it would be kind of um connected together with this sort of field recording of a you know mm. basically a 20 minute walk oh, uh, I, 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 want, I don't know about I you talk, but I, so I, as much as it was like you know there were moments even during these sort of lockdowns where i'd go walking along mary creek and think oh, isn't this lovely mm. Mm. but um but still like i was getting so bored of the same even these beautiful routes walking <laughs> through these lovely areas i was like oh yeah. my god yeah, yeah, yeah. i just want to be somewhere else you know yeah mm. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, but then but you can go for a walk in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Or you can, I don't know if I you know, yeah. go like I, I, yeah, that's kind you of what I. Backwards. That's kind of what yeah. I was thinking about with like this this project, this Arthur's Walks project was like each of these are different walks, but based around Arthur Street where I was mm. living, and so like mm. the idea was like one of them is a walk in the rain, one of them I'm you know going to work and I'm in a hurry, one of them mm. I've just woken up and I'm just following the path like yeah. <laughs> that's my concept by following mm. something like that's all i'm doing one mm. of them i'm like thinking about what my body's doing and i'm mm. maybe dancing to music or like something like that yeah. kind of like they've each got their different focuses in terms of it could actually be the same thing mm. but mm. yeah mm. there's yeah. a different like moment or energy or yeah. emotion yeah and i that. love i love what you were talking about about like habits and mm. and, I, and like i think yeah i liked it seems to me that you've just you've just you can kind of just view it from a different angle and then all of a sudden it's got all this inspiring 
interesting things in Mm. it that you can unpack yeah and and you know that's kind of an interesting link with you know one of these other things that you said you're interested Mm. in Eitan which is uh, this idea of um, you know um, granularity as a process for Mm. kind of maintaining a kind of a critical relationship with what's around you Mm. Um, and you know that's something that relates to the work which I'll I'll follow up a a little later as well but Mm. um, um, but did you find that experience of um, uh, of having um, so many options taken away from you something that did um, you know shift you towards this more kind of zoomed in focus on what you did have you know in in your work in your immediate environment in the last couple of years Mm. you mean like over lockdowns Mm. and Mm. Yeah, I think it, I mean, it definitely, it shifted my lens like very internally Mm. in a, you know, which I guess for a lot of people, um, Mm. but yeah, it's hard to even think now because, you know, like, but yeah, I think it just became, well, became very internal and very repetitive in that way of like going along the same walks and Mm. kind of, you know, following the same interests or, or, you know, listen to certain albums at Mm. certain moments and doing the same practice routine every day yeah every yeah day exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah my housemates loved it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just ask them yeah <laughs> yeah um that might actually be a good spot for us to actually pivot a little bit towards the work itself that mm. that um you've presented because i think we've kind of just touched on some of the, the areas already that you know that, mm. that you were looking at um but um before talking about that though i'd actually love to hear how you started collaborating you know mm. um well we met at the um australian art orchestra creating music intensive and mm. that i think i've well some of my best friends like yeah i just met that year at that at that it was like right out of lockdown mm. we're all just like so inspired to be in a place with new people creating Mm. yeah and i was just like i just felt like all my like all of my i was just so inspired i've never been (laughs) more inspired you know yeah yeah and so i think that like being that inspired and also vulnerable in those places especially coming out of a very intense period of lockdowns and Mm. being like this is this is the path i think um yeah i just felt like wild wildly strong connections to everybody Mm. yeah Mm. and just like i just found like yeah i just just was so inspired by Aton's practice Mm. and yeah i just Mm. felt like i just really wanted to play more and like work on Mm. stuff yeah Yeah. had lots of ideas from that yeah and i of course like by flora's practice and coming out of that you know that internal space and then kind of Mm. being in this space where you know maybe a lot of jazz musicians or just a lot of incredible musicians just being completely like, yeah, mm. just like, oh, well, like, oh, they do this and <laughs> they play this and it was just like, well, okay, how do you know, yeah. how do you kind of bring it all together yeah. or, yeah, it was, um, yeah. It's very, it really yeah, very exciting and inspiring and just mm. like really, f- just like created so many ideas and mm. so many like, mm. yeah, that's kind of what I really got out of it was like this like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, and then I was like, need to, I want to yeah. make something, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. make something. Yeah. And it was like, not only we wanted to make something, it was like, I had a really clear, strong idea of like, this is going to work and this mm. is going to be really interesting to work on. And it's mm. going to, and like, yeah, mm. just like, and kind of that limitation of just having the two 
and even just the one sound like sound source and mm. kind of using that as like a improvisation yeah that kind of mm. co- that kind of collaboration really excited me because of thinking coming from that internal thing and being really restrictive but then mm. yeah and then I guess yeah having both of us in that internal space or both of us looking mm. like inspecting that sound or yeah. you know and playing mm. with it looping yeah. together in into itself yeah. I think yeah yeah. yeah, opens and and closes it, or mm. closes yeah. and opens. And and uh, you know something that that is I think is relevant to this, but of which we haven't actually gotten to is, mm. um, would you mind describing specifically what sort of electronic instruments <laughs> or instruments you play um, in this context? It's I mean it's particular it's it's mainly like a sampler I think, mm. um, so it's, um, it's a mo- you know it's modular Eurac like format, but it's mainly just a digital sampler that's kind of based on um, uh, the morphogene uh, which is based on kind of the history of tape and electronic music and micro sound um, music and, rec- and recording um, mm. so that I think that's yeah that is kind of the main instrument that I have found myself playing mm. which started kind of at the CMI you know I was making a lot more just electronic music and mm. then in there i was just like oh yeah and i can use this to yeah. to relate to other people yeah in a live setting and, and mm. i suppose you know when you are talking about this kind of looping of ideas and stuff mm. um to what extent is that like a a, a literal kind of looping of ideas because yeah. it is very <laughs> Wait, interactive right? yeah yeah i think yeah it is like yeah. i think yeah i guess yeah the limitation of just the saxophone sound means that it's like there's you kind of go into this like weird vortex of like infinite <laughs> infinite loop in this weird like world that you've created from this one sound mm. which i just mm. think is really exciting yeah. and yeah yeah mm. i would say though that you know um uh the, the loops are transformed to such an mm. extent a lot of the time that it you know it's not it's um yeah it's not like uh, overdubbing with a loop pedal and creating groups mm. or something yeah 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 um yeah, yeah. I, th- I think well t- like just speaking on loops really quickly mm. I think I've re- like I think for a while I think I, pr- I probably got this from when Theo started using pedals <laughs> but um, I've always been really inspired by just like just I don't know I don't wanna, I don't even want to say digital manipulation but just the manipulation of mm. acoustic sound in the way that it, just like simply like slowing something down or mm. looping little samples or speeding things up they're just like simple Mm -hmm. or like glitchiness like the Mm, glitchiness of like a record player breaking like those Mm. kinds of things I'm like that's like I just love Mm, that like that weird sort of rub between like music and you know chaos Mm. and like kind of malfunctioning or like that kind of feeling and I think that that really excited me because I was like that's what Aton's like. <laughs> like. This is like what. That's it's so good. Aton's got control over this. Like this yeah, is so yeah, sick. Yeah. 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 I, I'm really into slowing stuff down at the moment. I, it's mm. such a you, like you say. It's such a simple thing, but mm. you know. Um, yeah, I, I've done a couple of things recently where they've kind of been like in a counterpoint with themselves at different mm. different speeds. Cool. Yeah. I, I think one of the tape tracks for my new north piece was one version and a slow version of itself because mm. well. I, I love how it creates this almost um it's almost like adding an echo or a reverb to it but in this um yeah in this slightly degraded way and subtle yeah. you don't yeah. you might not even you know yeah yeah, mm. yeah. 
well it, you know it, it transforms the original sounds just way more i think than just you know adding one of those kind mm. of you know digital effects or something like mm. that totally Absolutely. yeah um yeah 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 so um there was also you know there, there's a, a secret collaborator um, who was part yeah. of, of your creative secret. process? Well, well, I only, I only <laughs> in, they haven't been introduced yet. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, and that is the poet and visual artist um, Caitlin Alusio Shearer. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about um, what role um, her poem mm. um, had when when you were developing the work yeah. and in the performance itself? Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think f- for us, like, there was a point where we were working, rehearsing, and trying to, b- and building something, building this piece uh, for New North, and we f- I think we were finding, I think what it allowed us to do, or what we were kind of thinking about, was how can it kind of, like, provide intervals, or some sort of, like, form? Score-like Score. thing, or, or a form, yeah, because we we were yeah we were rehearsing but we were finding that as soon as we gave ourselves too much musical um instructions mm. we just sort of didn't feel mm. as it stagnate or something yeah it would yeah. stagnate and we yeah. would be like we wouldn't feel in the same places mm. when we felt when we felt more free and so we mm. really yeah. wanted to have some aspect of connection between the, the whole length of a piece and mm and what and being free Mm, and mm. and using that to connect it all together Mm. um so it's kind of like the like yeah yeah totally and i think because i think there were also times yeah if we didn't have that then it could just kind of like it would just you know blow out into a kind of without um which which has its its own merits but i think for what we were trying to do it kind of didn't have a progression or a form that was yeah. kind of yeah, that, yeah. that's interesting because it was going to be one of my other questions actually is you mm. know, how, how did you or what types of decisions did you make about what the form of the piece would be and so is that really entirely driven by the, the text elements yeah well we had we we were sort of been rehearsing sort of like concepts of like when we feel in a certain space you stick with something or creating mm. thinking about loops mm. thinking about silence and kind of we played with bringing things in and out and no and sort of cueing to each other when we feel certain ways or like Mm. that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and yeah and then yeah i i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah that that sort of tied yeah and then like having a form sort of ties ties it together Mm. in that we know yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah and, and i think i just i think on that like is that i think we were also started um playing with the idea like you know mm. your like what you your voice likeness yeah the voice likeness was part of your practice and i think that having conversations about that and just kind of yeah looking at some poetry uh, i think we we're looking at some of caitlin's poetry at the, yeah. at the moment like it kind of sparked that the connection of the two is like oh that's actually a really nice yeah insight into that part of your practice and mm. into kind of this visual element that we were proposing mm. to have mm-hmm. and yeah yeah giving it a kind of focus but then also i mean in a way a further abstraction i, I guess yeah like, you know yeah um, yeah mm. and connecting connecting like words to melody 
mm. to image. Yeah, mm. and I was wondering about that aspect of it as well, you know, um, because you, you um, mentioned in your program notes for the performance that there was this connection between um, the words and some of your ideas about phrasing and melody. What, mm. what sort of connections were you making there? Um, I, I guess for my, my honours project, I did a lot of sort of thinking about sort of practical, technical things on the saxophone that I can practice to to sort of um, embody more voice likeness into mm. my 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 playing I think I I have this I'm very I feel like I'm very, I connect really strongly to melody and I think that melody and I really wanted to feel more like a voice singing mm. in melody and so I have I had a sort of practice where I would use you know, mel- like I'd, I'd, I'd listen to certain singers, I'd listen to certain and see if I can kind of transcribe using some of these techniques, like thinking about vowel shifting or mm. just way words sound and mm. rhythm and bring that into melodies that I would be playing on the saxophone. Mm. So, and mm. then I sort of, I, I used Caitlin's poem to practice that right. and think right. about the, the spacing of the words yeah. and to, um, to practice feel, playing melodies that feel speech-like or feel mm. like um, connected to that poem. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't necessarily consciously go in and say, I'm going to play the poem. Yeah, But yeah, course, it was yeah. like a part of the practice of preparing for the piece because mm. I um, I wanted to create that connection, but in, in, a, in a sort of a, more abstract way. Yeah. Like I didn't want to mm. play the poem and be like, oh, it sounds like she's playing, you know, those, <laughs> mm. I can hear the word, but yeah, I, but I was sort of thinking about speech and I was listening to Caitlin's recording of it and mm-hmm. thinking about spacing of it as well, like, like mm. phrasing mm. and, and what that all sort of means in terms of, mm. you know, the sounds that I make and also Mm. what Eitan brings to, to it as well like the way he listens to the sound mm. and yeah that, that yeah, kind totally. of thing so, so Caitlin has recorded the poem for you Caitlin recorded mm. some not that poem specifically but there was there was another poem yeah there was another recorded. poem yeah, yeah. That, you, that you recorded because right. I actually was curious about maybe we should have a, a reading of the poem as yeah. as mm. part of yeah. this discussion how would, would mm. one of you feel okay about doing yeah. a reading of it Oh, like like now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I think I've you. got it written out in my right. book. I mean, I have it here if you want to read it off my Ooh. computer as well. But um, um, I, I could do it myself, but yeah. um, it would be so lovely if you did it. <laughs> we've, got, we've got our notes here too. Star recording. Change slides. <laughs> All right. Do you want... Off you go. I'll give you some silence. Do you want me to... Do you want to do it or should I do it? Do you want oh, to do it? I can do it. Yeah. Besides... Just besides, besides myself, looking on. Self-soothing, tie it up in a knot and hand it back to myself. And yet, falling short. What do I do with my hands while you bite your nails? Tap incessantly. Wither, weather, with and without. In habits of eyes tracing shapes, sequential, Fingers applying pressures to the fingers, thumb and forefinger, sliding back and forth, together, trying to look after myself. Fingertipping is strength. I found something special, unspecified. 
Lovely. Um, and, and I think actually, you know, it's, it's interesting how much the content of that poem also connects with um, the, the visual aspects of, of what your performance were as well. Mm. And, and this, I sort of foreshadowed this a little bit by mentioning the granularity that you were talking mm. about um, as one of your interests, Aton, because mm. um, the visual side of your performance was um, a projection um, of um, uh, almost like a collage of different um, sized rectangles that were shifting, mm. which were um, which were uh, projecting the view from two different cameras, I believe. Mm. Um, one camera situated above um, Aton's setup, and another that was zoomed right in on on Flora's hand. So mm. getting this very, um, uh, very kind of close up, sometimes even blurry um, image mm. of, of the, the, the minutiae of, of both of your techniques mm. um, and um, and all that that talk in the poem of um, you know finger tipping or you know the way mm. that a thumb sliding yeah mm. it's so visual yeah. Mm. yeah and and very much like a saxophone <laughs> actually yeah mm. um, was this customized for, for you your, yeah. your yeah so Caitlin um, wrote us a beautiful bunch of sketches basically mm. of poem yeah, and which, w- yeah. Which she had um because we I sent her some of like our rehearsals. Yeah, because mm. yeah, Caitlin is Aitan's partner, oh. and mm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Caitlin was kind of involved, and Caitlin's come to all of our gigs. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, yeah, she's, <laughs> so she yeah. knows. She's probably knows yeah. better than us what, yeah, what it is we do. <laughs> the outside, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Um, yeah, and seeing the progress and the mm. and so she knows probably better than us what we sound, what we do, and mm. and and she's been a, like a part of the process for mm. a long time mm. yeah. yeah and so yeah we sent her some videos and mm. um and she just yeah we always knew that it was going to be perfect and it was <laughs> yeah but she sent like a whole like a long thing and so we made an edit that mm. suited a form mm. for us mm. and mm. we kind of crafted the mm. the piece through. yeah yeah mm. Mm. And it's a lovely way to use text as well, you know. It was definitely there, and, and um, some of Caitlin's words were also projected mm. over those rectangles and the, 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 the images, those close-ups um, I mentioned before. But um, but you never got a full view of the poem. As, mm. I mean, we provided that in, in program notes, but mm. um, but I like that this text is, is very much this sort of used as a generative process that's sort of underpinning the way that the, mm. the, the, the music's mm. happening, but never kind of explicit. You know? mm. It's something that... that um, that you know, in, in sort of more musical materials, I've been interested in the past. The mm. idea of kind of a virtual theme mm. um, that um, uh, that's kind of present and pulling on the surface of the music, but which is you know never um, uh, explicitly stated. You know, and in a way, that's that's kind of what the if you were to play a jazz standard with its harmony, but never actually play the melody. In a sense, that's there. Yeah. An educated listener can be like, oh, okay, the, this is the chord progression. Mm. Um, but if if those materials suddenly become themselves more complicated or harder to decipher, mm. um, suddenly you end up with this like surface which is very much related to something, but you can never work out exactly what that yeah. something is. That's mm. something that that, yeah. mm, that I've really kind of yeah, that's really cool. Some of my music that mm. um, almost strikes me as an analogy, you know, a musical yeah. analogy to this, this kind of text process, this yeah. generative mm. process that you and I think that what what I like to think of it, I feel like what I was thinking about when we were preparing for the piece mm. and working on just our process, I think I was very much aware that this piece is about these processes. It's about mm. 
what the work we are doing like we'd meet up every week and we'd talk and we'd play and mm-hmm. we'd craft something mm. and that is like it's like like this that study that work that kind of process is mm. is the piece mm. and i think that yeah. like you know having it very open and free like what we what we d- chose to sort of use as like it was freely musical mm-hmm. um and then all of that stuff all that stuff that you do it's like learning anything it you don't necessarily have to think about it explicitly, but all of the work that you do comes through mm. is what you'd hope. And I think that yeah. somebody listening to it who doesn't necessarily know what they're going to expect can hear cohesion, mm. I'd mm. hope. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and you, you almost answered my next question. <laughs> 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 but, but I might actually go a little further into that. And that's mm. the, this idea that you just kind of arrived at of, you know, what how might someone experience this music Um who, who doesn't already know what to ex- expect because I suppose one of the things about um, process music is that perhaps as a, a performer um, in the process of getting into the process mm-hmm. um, sometimes maybe that, that sort of zoomed out you know um, overview or, or um, that the overall design or effect can maybe become less central to your focus so my question is yeah um, if you were to hear your music for the first time as a listener, you know, imagine that you didn't know everything about it because of all your rehearsal. And <laughs> <laughs> if you were to sort of distance yourself from that or somehow experience it without all of that prior knowledge, mm-hmm. um, what type of experience do you think you would have as a listener? That's a really good question. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. What type of experience? I feel like I, I feel like I, I think, I'd, I'd hope that there'd be a clear connection between, you know, Caitlin's words, mm. what Aton's input is and my input. I feel like there's, there's like a triangle in that, mm. I think. Mm. And, yeah, and then the visuals as well, kind mm. of bringing... I don't know there's like like there's 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 so many things you could focus on in one go i think mm. it's like kind of the the, the thing mm. <laughs> i don't know it's but, such a really tricky question yeah. to answer to. perhaps like what <laughs> Sorry. It, no it's good perhaps, yeah but perhaps what it is like maybe what the experience that you get is the experience of like of collaborating or of learning mm. together sharing and, and maybe yeah community and thinking of like because i think yeah if you didn't had that i think what I feel like I hear after having listened back to the piece is that kind of like finding each other in certain moments or finding, mm. uh, yeah, mm. where they, they sit together and where they might be kind of against or, you mm. know, not against, but like mm. in, in, in a different space or, yeah. So perhaps that kind of, that kind of experience coming to something or, but also maybe mm. bringing back to the, the idea of loops and, and, like I think there there is a clear connection between what I'm playing and what Aton plays, mm. and I th- and I think that if I was listening to it for the first time, I would I think I'd be I'd be interested in following that. Like you know, mm. my like analytical brain would go, ooh, so that's that bit that sure that, you know. I think mm, that that yeah, could be an experience yeah. that somebody might have that could be interesting, mm. and mm. then. But the, but the visuals, I think, was, like, kind of an 
I think I always wanted to do visuals with Aitan mm. because I just love Aitan's like visual like way of like being mm. creative like the, mm-hmm. the you know of course as a visual artist and I've always been inspired by that. Mm. And I think that I've always wanted to do that kind of thing. And I loved the, the concept of the, the the way that the processing of, of a sound is kind of like zooming in. You're kind of going, mm. this little sound has now become this. Mm. Mm. Which is exactly what you did with the, the visuals as well. Yeah. Like zooming in on the hand. Yeah. And, and I, I think you mentioned something at our, our last gig just a few nights ago about the way that you started noticing um, yeah, people, people's hands now uh, as a yeah. result of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. well, because but you've been thinking about hands for ages. You wrote a yeah. piece about waiters, didn't you? Remember? Yeah, I did. I did. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like carrying plates and yeah, and like kind of like yeah, like oh, trying like, to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always been interested in hands, and yeah, I did write. I, I, I did like an like an analysis in mm. quotation marks. I'm gesturing with my hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Of, of holding plates or holding objects in your hand. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, my mum my, my was actually a hand therapist, uh, oh. physiotherapist. So I think it's always kind of, she's always had that interest and that's you kind of... You me up because I need a hand therapist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all sorts of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially, yeah, for musicians. Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. So... It's, yeah, I mean, I think I just, yeah, from it's, talking to you, it's like the hands are so inspiring. Like everybody... Like we're using them all the time, and mm. they're doing so many interesting, complex things. It's like, mm. yeah, mm. especially like you know, playing sax. Like, see, watching you play to see what you've learned habitually, or you know, mm. as a as a player of the the instrument, mm. you can like your hands know how to mm. navigate that that space. Yeah, which is and, really and, and you know, I mean, it's 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 also interesting. So many musicians I know have like learned different instruments during lockdown. Like you've been learning mm. uh, yes. whistle, right? Or, <laughs> We're learning yeah. fiddle. Fiddle, yeah. fiddle right. Classic folky. You were folky on. And I've been learning double bass as well, mm. which was, is, is very much like it's very different. Very different to Yeah, but you know. <laughs> but but um, but that again was like a COVID-inspired thing because mm. I used to play bass lines for my jazz piano students, but mm. I wasn't supposed to share instruments or touch the pianos, but. I teach in a room with a double bass sometimes. Mm. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just start playing some root notes for them on the bass. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought, oh, well, this is no good because I sound terrible and I can't do anything. <laughs> so I, you know, got one and started practicing. But it's interesting going back to the start point of an intru- instrument again. And um, obviously you have to think about everything and nothing's working properly. But then you do reach a certain point where you start experiencing um, the type of flow. I mean, obviously mm. the less not as high a level but you start you you know noticing that shift to intuitive um Mm. responses that that you don't get when you're a beginner on an instrument Mm. um and it's kind of nice to see that happen comparatively quickly because obviously you know learning an instrument after having learned one or two other instruments to a high level is not you know, it's not as hard. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the gains process. are so quick. It's yeah, so, it's so, such an adrenaline rush. Well, well yeah, the gains are really quick, <laughs> and then they then they plateau. Yeah, and then you realise you have to actually work really hard to yeah. get to the things. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got I got a violin lesson. Oh yeah. From Edel and Jevons, and then oh, I didn't beautiful. practice. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm so keen, and then I, yeah. and then, you know, that's just the way, isn't it? As soon that's, as you start to commit to something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. the nature of being busy as well, you know. Oh, it's like true. I, yeah. I got a trombone lesson from my old trombone teacher at the start of the mm. year and then I went back to school and had to 
teach all my kids and yeah. and and I didn't get to practice all the stuff we talked about and I think I've forgotten half of it, which I feel really bad about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's busyness. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also, yeah, it's nice to have a relationship with an instrument where it actually doesn't matter that. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, it's, mm. it's fine. It's like, I, I that's true, this I is know. not a serious endeavor for me, yeah. so therefore I can, I, if, if I, yeah. you know. But keep doing it, and at some point it'll switch, and you'll be like, I'm serious now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It'll happen>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd hope to keep a little bit of, yeah. Because I feel like I've got... Oh, yeah, I don't know. this is probably not the not the time to talk about this, but yeah. I feel like I have sometimes I have I find it tricky. I have a complicated relationship with practicing, particularly mm. saxophone. Mm. Um, just I feel like my yeah my drive is so it's so varied, mm. and I have varied inspirations. But um, yeah, but just picking up an instrument that you don't know and you can just kind of think about creating something musical, and mm. that's just. I could just do that yeah. forever. There's like I could do that for the whole day, yeah. and not feel it doesn't feel like work. But I'm still playing yeah. music. Mm. Yeah. And so I felt like I really needed, especially in lockdown, to go. Okay, yeah. now I'm picking up the guitar. I'm gonna have a sing. Mm. Now I'm gonna yeah. go try well, and learn this song. I'm gonna you know, play this mm. tune on fiddle, and then yeah. maybe I'll play some. I'll do some practice on the saxophone. Yeah. And balance, and I really needed that for yeah. my. Yeah, mm. that's that's interesting because I I had a very similar experience, and actually I didn't really practice piano basically at all for the last mm. I mean a, a little bit but I haven't seriously practiced piano the last few years mm. um, but I did heaps of trombone practice because yeah. I'd already sort of decided I was going to do that but I think it was that thing again where it's the, you know the relationship isn't a work relationship it's yeah. much more mm. like a, a kind it's of a pleasure and and, yeah. and, um, uh, and you do see that progression at a different rate to yeah. an instrument that you've sort of I don't know. I've probably peaked as a pianist. Oh, the plateaus um, just get so so oh, hard. Exactly. You know, you have, have to, to get... slave for the most incremental yeah. um, a benefit at a certain point yeah. in time. But and you have to be inspired to do that too. Exactly. By playing music, you, you have can to be really inspired. want to do it. Exactly. But yeah, but do do you feel like that is a thing for your in your world, or do you find by inspiration through the other avenues of creativity you? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's always different er- mm. yeah areas of inspiration. I think, but I think like any yeah, like anything though. Yeah, you still if you want to take that thing seriously, it needs to be given given time. But yeah, but yeah. but yeah, you can, yeah, I can yeah, also just kind of jump between this and then that and yeah. then you know yeah, a bit of this and yeah. Um, but does does taking like the like the live processing kind of you know mu- like music playing that you do. Mm a lot of now like mm. collaborations and things like that like to like do you feel like you you take that more seriously and then you go now I'm in practice mode and I've got yeah. to work yeah. does it change your relationship to totally. it totally yeah totally because over lockdown when I first I mean I had it for before then but I, yeah it had always been just kind of something fun to add or as an effect or mm. as a sure. but yeah since yeah since playing recently more you know live and performance based stuff it has become more like okay this is something that I need to practice or remember mm. or learn you know yes. how yeah. to use rather than just mm. yeah like because i think yeah in the camp when we first i was just like oh yeah cool this is fun like <laughs> yeah this is uh, this you know and then it yeah definitely t- took a, a life of its own yeah I think, in that yeah. way yeah yeah at a certain point you want that control to know exactly how to yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. when you hear a possibility and you want to be able to just do it exactly mm. yeah. yeah yeah which is so different even to you know even if you're doing studio work mm. e- even if you know what you're going for you don't necessarily have to be able to go bam 
exactly and to yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah to yeah. do that in a live setting to have to like yeah yeah pff, know exactly what kind of way that's gonna distort the yeah. the recorded sound yeah. yeah yeah that's been the kind of yeah the learning yeah. element yeah. Um, so good. Mm. um that brings me to my last question and that is um what do you both have coming up <laughs> and are there any things that you'd like the listeners to know about gigs you want to plug uh, projects that that you want them to to be watching the internet for good question well we made a live recording with our jazz band <laughs> magnify nice. and so we're gonna finish that off and that'll be available sometime in the future right. which is exciting yeah. i'm excited to mm. get it out into the world because it was a really yeah. beautiful process of learning for us as mm-hmm. a you know collaborative yeah. process and yeah um mm. and also just musically the direction that we're in. Great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that um, is there a, a release kind of organized, or is it <laughs> no. just one of those things where it's on the hard drive? Because I've got a few of them. It's in the. It's we've got to do the mixing stage. The mixing sure. process is coming up, so it's yeah. just the the you know locking it in kind of yes. situation. Yeah. So it'll 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 take its take its it'll take its sweet time. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> it always does once it hits that but point for me. We have an obligation to release something through the grant, so we're going to oh, do it. Oh, great! No, that's good. It's good. It's good to have those um, those yeah. sort of deadlines pushing pushing yeah. those projects. And how about gigs? Um, does it, it could be something you're doing together, but yeah. anything else that and I, I know you have a million gigs for right? anything <laughs> that you want to plug. Um. Hmm. I'm going to Adelaide this weekend. All right, I have um, to get the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what's another another main? Well, I guess another project in mind that I'm really working on. Speaking of inspired by sounds outside mm. or walking, I'm I'm going to try a similar thing of of writing music around a like a a walking route, mm. Um, mm. or inspired by different walking routes and mm. the kinds of different the differences in sounds like feel, I guess like it's when you make a field recording you take it home you listen to it in your headphones you're like whoa like that sounds so different to what it's I like, experienced mm. like, whoa I breathe loudly yeah so I'm writing I'm writing a piece of music for the that's going to be um, premiered at the jazz festival with my ensemble ecosystem which mm. features three vocalists and three saxophone players and I think mm. that's another very sort of inward focused sort of mm. um limited limitation sort of driven creative sort mm. of project that i'm that i'm that i'm sort of getting stuck into at the moment and yeah. interesting instrumentation as well you know yeah another way another thing that'll get you thinking you know creatively about how to put sounds together yeah mm. i think it's really exciting because it's got such a it could have such a like a homogenous sort of you could sound like one thing being mm. alto saxophone players and female voices especially mm being mm. so similar <laughs> mm. and yeah. then it also in that similarity it highlights the sort of individ- individual individuality of everybody's sound which mm. is my favorite thing and mm. being able to, f- to create that level of focus mm. in that and that's what i'm mm. that's what i'm hoping that's what i'm hoping to do with this project and so we're gonna we've yeah i've got a commission through the jazz festival through the take note program so mm. we're gonna do that at the jazz festival in october which is so exciting that's great. so that's my big event i think yeah. coming up but no, that's huge. I'd love to um, see a performance of that around all the different locations that it's inspired mm. by. Yes, mm. I yes, I've been brewing a project of that variety mm. too. Um, mm. I'm hope yeah, 
Yeah, I've been speaking to um, Eugene from Sweet Percussion and mm, mm. chipping away at an idea of doing some site-specific things and, yeah. and having percussionists involved to create a percussive vocabulary in each site mm. and write music for the specific yeah. site with You'll those sounds. you get site-specific noise complaints at every location. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of a project that's on that's on the horizon line mm. but yeah that, that that's All hopefully going to happen in the yeah. future I'm hoping yeah, fantastic yeah um, anything anything you've got coming up um, maybe I mean perhaps I've been working on this uh, like I, I was had like a sort of residency at this synagogue mm. and I was just been building a sound piece for that and mm. so good actually Flora was <laughs> is playing on that um, and uh, which she sounds great on um, and yeah just slowly chipping away at that kind of yeah. developing a kind of yeah sound piece are you gonna release it yeah i'd like to yeah, yeah do some sort of yeah something for that so i think that's sort of on the horizon to kind yeah. of build up develop Beautiful. and have you got an asian's got a collaboration with caitlin that yeah i don't yes. want to put any yes. words in his mouth but i'm hoping there's gonna be an album oh, yeah okay. <laughs> i'm hoping for an album just at least for me <laughs> Yeah, maybe for, well, for you though, yeah. For sure. we, yeah, we actually, yeah, we played uh, at Caitlin's, like a few weeks ago, we played at Caitlin's yeah. painting insta- uh, exhibition. Right. Flora, myself, and Caitlin. Um, yeah. With Caitlin speaking and me, you know, because, yeah. yeah, which was really, that was actually lots of fun. It was really fun. Yeah. And it was a nice way to tie in Caitlin's words, sort mm. of input that we oh. were adding to our piece, yeah. then mm. coming like kind of coming from the words itself and then bringing mm. our our voices to that was really interesting so mm. totally hopefully yeah. there'll be more from from the three mm. <laughs> i'm hoping yeah i'd yeah. love to do that For and sure. caitlin is just such a beautiful performer too mm. and i think that there could be lots yeah it'd be nice to kind of slowly lots in that. yeah draw more out yeah yeah great i look forward to hearing <laughs> it yeah well thanks for talking today it's been a pleasure thanks joe and thanks joe. Uh, yeah Catch you soon. I hope I didn't say too many things. <laughs> oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Impossible. You made my job easy. You asked half the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got so many questions for Asia. I've been asking Asia questions yeah. all day. It's funny that, you know, so so rarely do you actually ask your friends all of these questions because yeah, the context so nice. just isn't yeah, right, it's, it's you know? To, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I should interview yeah. all my friends. Yeah, yeah. I would I I'd love it. that. Can I? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. I'd love to listen to that. Yeah. Are you talking to your Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. half my friends are tromboners, so they you know, just be like, what mouthpiece do you use? <laughs> hey, I live for that stuff. <laughs> I just told you about my mouthpiece yeah. on my Twitter sex That's true. I've already begun, you know. Yeah. We are jazz musicians. Yeah. Oh, well, um, we'll save the gear talk for another time. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs>
uh, and it's a great opportunity to have an introduction to the world of, uh, of experimental improvisation through a series of guided creative activities. Particularly if you have friends or students or children who might be interested in such an opportunity, an opportunity to be creative with other people in quite a community-oriented environment, I recommend going to our website which is newnorthmusic.online and uh, go to the upcoming tab and there you'll find uh, more of a description about what this workshop will involve as well as a link to uh, tickets which are being sold through Eventbrite. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.